the interesting, you know, um, like his his entire administration was just like he had no clue what was going on. I feel like he feel like he liked it that way. Right. Yeah, he liked being just the face. You know, like Absolutely. I feel like Trump is almost like he only has yes men. Right. Trump only has Trump only has yes men because he has no humility and he thinks that he is the smartest man in the room. So like he's like, I just need guys just to Bush, agree. Bush like literally didn't even care. Bush didn't care, but Bush knew he wasn't the smartest man in the room. Oh yeah, but he just. I mean, at least he had that where he's like a little bit like, yeah, I know, Shady's smarter than me. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll let Shady decide what we're gonna do. You know. Yeah, like I'm not, I'm not the brightest bulb because, like, let's think about it. I put Cheney in charge of figuring out who should be my VP. Yeah, yeah, and Cheney was like, "I'll be your VP." <laughs> He's like, "All right, oh crap, I just got tricked." <laughs> it's like I might not be the smartest person out here. <laughs> like, I hope with the highest of hopes that I never have to go back to the trap and my days are dealing with dope. So I, 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 I only spit fire and dope. So later on you can go quote my lines to your people and folk. And they say pain. That boy be spitting that pressure. And he be smoking that pressure. And he smart as a professor. Yes sir. 25 lighters on dresser. Pound of that pressure. Sitting right next to him. Next, next to a book and a gun. Dial of the bullet you better use one. One time for the freedom of speech. Two time for the right to hold people. Just give to the fifth of the cops in the house Close your mouth and pray to your Jesus That's why, cause the devil a lie So I stay holy and high May never get rich, but I never bitch Cause I made it here by and by I, Bush has always been like A character to me Like a caricature Cause like I think he's like very dopey But he has that like Again, I just think of him like being like a like a like a football player. Like he's just, it's like you if you just had a football player who was born from oil and his dad happened to be the president, like he and he couldn't get into football, like he would be George Bush. Like you know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna talk my way to the top, rub some shoulders, you know, get part of skull and bones, and there I am, boom, I'm the president because I don't have to do much more than that. Because everybody else is just, as long as I know that I'm not the smartest man in the room, I can surround myself with people who will have the best interests of the country, even though they really don't. They're really about um, profiteering, war, war profiteering. Because of that, you know, because of that, like handing it off to these uh, Cretans. I think between the Afghanistan, Afghanistan and Iraq, we had 7,000 troops die. Like, right. Like that's that's and that's our age group. Like those are our those. There were there weren't people his age. They were our age. Like that was me in high school. Am I gonna go? Am I, am I gonna join? Well, let's let's like actually It's uh, time for Progressive Milford and Friends. I think we've had the and Friends since the last time we had an episode, actually. Yeah, uh, we're on hiatuses. We were on a little bit of a hiatus, COVID-19 and whatnot. It's summer. It's summer. Um, yeah, it's almost primary time. Uh, the Democratic Convention's happening right now. 
although you might be uh, you might be understandably confused when you see so many Republicans on the TV. Um, to think it's 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 a different kind of convention. Um, you know, so I, I think tonight we actually are going to talk about a figure from our past that continues haunting us. Nobody can guess who it is, except for maybe the title of this podcast. We haven't decided what the title of this one's going to be. But... Yeah, I think I think I have a few ideas. Oh, nice, nice. Like mission accomplished. Something. There's so many. There's so many. Oh, you just give a hint. I think people might have, might have figured it out. Yeah, it's, we're we're talking about George W. Bush. Um, you know, the 43rd president of the United States, um, a master painter. Yes. Uh, he, he, sings, he sings in the choir. Oh, does he? I didn't know about that one. Oh, yeah, he's a true and through born-again Christian. And, uh, and yeah, he, that, that was whole, his whole, part of his whole thing, I know that. Yeah. Uh, George W. Bush, who... You know, everybody likes to point to nowadays. I feel to be like, well, you know, um, he was bad, but he ain't no Donald Trump. Um, <laughs> but like, I, I feel like we really forget the to the extent that he was disastrous for this country. Yes, he was. I mean, we in in many ways we still haven't left the the era that he created. Um, you know, we still having a war on terror. He would still, um, you know, live in a, a mass surveillance society. Oh, but, um, uh, he, he supercharged that. We are, that Patriot Act that was passed just completely ripped apart any semblance of privacy. And it's, you know, that, that stems from him. You know, we still are living in a world that has the Bush tax cuts as a reality. Um, yeah. Not only have we expanded them, but we, we or, or not only have we continued them, but we've expanded them. Um, so yeah, I, you know, and Derek and I both kind of came of political age uh, during the Bush administration. Yes, absolutely. I, that's that's when I became sort of aware of what was going on around me. I graduated high school in in um, two thousand eight. Um, as so young, <laughs> as, as Bush was was leaving office, um, and you know I was overjoyed in two thousand nine when I stood on the uh, National Mall to watch Obama sworn in. Um, I remember I had this picture of myself in the cold Washington D.C. air with a news with a magazine cover that has, like I think it was Rolling Stone that had Bush crying on the front cover, right. you know. It felt like evil itself was defeated, right. um, but it wasn't. <laughs> no fun fact. Turns out evil is yeah. very spread out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doesn't live um, in location. So I mean, I think now, um, several years after the fact, you know, we've had one, maybe, hopefully, two presidencies since then. I, I think we can t- take a fresh look um, at, at his administration and just the unique place in history he had. I'll start and say, you know, as as a youngin, you know, I grew up in the '90s. Um, really, the first memory I had was of Bill Clinton getting impeached, but I wasn't totally aware of why he was getting impeached. Right. But then the next one was 2000, when literally um, a recount happened and the country was thrown into chaos. Right. Um, you know, lots of lots of re-defeat Bush signs and, yeah, yeah. you know, um, when literally the, the Bush lost the popular vote and, and won the presidency, I, I think it was a ground-shaking moment for any sort of uh, faith in our government. Right. As a, a young millennial, I guess, you know, the first real political experience I had was, oh, by the way, the person with the most votes didn't win. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, welcome to American politics. <laughs> that was kind of... I mean, it's funny how that sticks out in your mind so well, and it, sh- it should for me, and it, and it does, but like there's other instances that to me were bigger, although that should be, for democracy, the biggest. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll say, like, I was 10 years old. I, I didn't quite know what was going on. I just knew... 
hey, wow, this this is cr- something crazy is happening, you know. For me, um, I was for me, I was I was a little I was older, I was a teenager, but I I saw it like I think at that point I already had that pessimistic view on politics where I think the sentiment was it doesn't really matter who's the president, and this is what's going to happen, and they already picked things for for you, so like it's what it is what it is, and if you don't really understand. Uh, the the po- uh, political like electing uh, election po- uh, uh, p- uh, process. Then, when you hear that, oh yeah, Bush won, but he didn't win the popular vote. That's when you're. That, that to me, it's just like it's like oh yeah, that that happens all the time, right? Like that happens in all the elections because nothing's real. Nothing's real. Right. Right. So for you to be like, holy crap, I can't believe this happened. I think most people are just like, yeah, that's politics. But even though it actually did happen <laughs> with Bush and it hadn't happened. Uh, I think the last time was like in 88, but it was, yeah, it's a different. No, a- actually, actually the, the last time. It, so the last time somebody lost the popular vote and won the electoral college was back in the 1800s. That fo- that long ago. Yeah. Before Bush. Yeah. Before okay. Bush. yeah. Okay. Um, so that's even weird, more crazy that that would happen. Yeah, yeah, and I guess like the Supreme Court was literally handed the it over to someone else. Right. Um, you know, I I think in some ways it sort of instilled a sense of cynicism <laughs> about everything. Right. Um, you know, and then for those of us that grew up during the nineties, nine eleven happened. Yeah. You know, sort of we we didn't really experience the Cold War in the idea that there was another nuclear power in the world that could, you know, attack us in any moment or, you know, pull out total war with at any moment. Um, 90s was just a lot of toy commercials as far as I remember. But it's only that that was sort of shattered. I was going to say that for me, the 90s, because for me, I was there for for Bill Clinton. I was actually there for the end of George Bush Sr., you know, like I remember those. I remember those days. Um, I've always been pretty head on the listening to the news from when I was really, really young. Um, so, for me, watching the Clinton president uh, presidency end to me was like marked with all right. We have a surplus, but we also have this huge lawsuit between uh, Enron and and like you know all this funny money, all these internet like our economy was kind of fake, right? And I think that to me was how I, I looked at the, the Clinton administration at the end. It was like, they're touting all these numbers and all these surpluses, but was it really real money or not? And then once you get into the, the, the Bush uh, years and you see how they're, you know, they want to do tax breaks and they want to use that surplus money to give money back to us. And, you know, um, and then you have 9-11, that's like not a, the thing about 9-11, obviously it happened on September 11th, right? But I remember about a month before that, there was an attack on the USS Cole. And I was in high school and I just remember, I remember vividly that at around that time, we were already talking about Osama bin Laden. We were already talking about this terrorist organization, the, the, like you always got these little, little tidbits from the Pentagon and like these warnings and, and then, I saw they, were, they 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 talked about the USS Cole and and these 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 people saluting before they blew themselves up on the side of the USS Cole. That stuck in my stuck in my brain for a while because I was like, who does that? That was my first experience of, of actual like terrorism of people killing themselves. The only only other time I knew, I heard about that happening would be uh, kamikazes in in Japan. So here we are with guys saluting a ship and then blowing themselves up. And then less than a couple of weeks later, there was a, a terrorist attack in Africa on an embassy. And then it was like people were talking about Osama bin Laden. And you're saying, well, if we hear about this, then surely the government is doing something to make sure this, this doesn't happen stateside. And then September 11th happened. And I swear to God, I was in the, I was in the library and I swear to God, uh, like my uh, this my friend Marty Driggs, who's a, who's a couple years older than me, he was like, "Dude, someone just flew a plane into the the World Trade Center." And the first thing I thought, I swear, was Bin Laden. And I'm like, I didn't even really know who that was, but I was like, "Oh, Bin Laden." Oh. Yeah, 
and and then to find out that it was, and then to find out that the the Bush administration had ignored ignored signs that this was like imminent, it was just like mind boggling. Like, how do I, a little kid in Blackstone, Massachusetts, know about Al Qaeda and know about Bin Laden and and know that there's an open threat on the United States and Obviously, it's hard to catch these things, but they turned around and acted like they had no idea. It was just, that's when you're like, yo, these people, it's real life consequences when you act, when when you push things to the side and don't take it seriously, which we are finding out about right now in 2020, right? Like, it, like this, it's not, it's not a game, and they, they totally played that like a game. Still, many people have died since then. Still to this day, because we're still in Afghanistan and Iraq. What it was, we're still. Give me the fame, and I promise to change. Won't be the same. Won't be the same kind of man that puts cocaine in this lady. Heard she was pregnant. I'm guilty. I reckon, cause I hear that this shit could hurt baby's brain. Heard he was normal till three in, and then he stopped talking. Since then, ain't nothing been the same. Seen her some years later out in the. Told her that I'm sorry for causing the pain, causing me pain, causing me pain. She asked again and she grabbed my right hand. The thing about the Iraq War, too, is that, you know, looking back at it now, it's obvious it was a bad idea, right? It's almost universally. But if you remember that time, you know, remember the Freedom Prize, and, and you yeah. know, there was such a, a people weren't wanted blood after 9-11. Yep. Um, people, people just wanted revenge. To the point where, like you said, they did freedom fries because the French were like, yeah, you guys are going to like, yeah, this isn't a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, I, right. you, you, you prefer going to war in Syria. Yeah, <laughs> like a real stug hornet. Like, you guys are like a swarm right now. Don't think you guys have really thought this through. Afghanistan is a big terrain. Are you sure you want to do this? Iraq is like, that's a lot of that's Saddam Hussein. Are you sure you want to do this? And it's like, we're like shocking off. <laughs> like, drop the bombs. <laughs> like, like, what? What kind of calculation is this? And there was some calculation in it, you know, but it wasn't it wasn't for the safety of America. It was staking our claim to being a, a militarized uh, consumerism moving forward. Idea is now that that the Iraq War was a bad idea and it was always a bad idea and and you know everybody who supported it was was crazy, right. but you know like looking back in hindsight, of course they were. You know, uh, it was perpetuated on a lie. Um, there was no reason for us to be there. The terrorists had nothing to do with 9/11, or, or the, the Iraqis had nothing to do with 9/11. Right, exactly. Um, but uh, again, it was just it was this this odd sort of bubble where we we were like yeah absolutely you know um because it's also because nobody understands the middle east no one understands where right. from we were just like if we're gonna if we're gonna attack a secondary country in the middle east not named afghanistan after after afghanistan it would be saudi arabia it wouldn't it wouldn't be iraq they just picked iraq because Saddam tried to kill George Bush Sr. And Jr. was like, I'm coming after you and you guys got oil too, so let's go for it. But like, it, it, if you want to talk about the, the, the genesis of, of Al-Qaeda and, and Taliban and, and, and uh, uh, Bin Laden, you go back to Wahhabism and that was started in, in Saudi. It's like how you know that, how many of the, how many of the, uh, the fighters, uh, uh, the the guys who flew those planes, how many of them were from Saudi Arabia? Like the hijackers, like they weren't from Iraq, <laughs> you know? Right, they're from our allies' country. Right, right. When you get people stirred up like this, you know, when you get people stirred up and they they aren't looking and they're out for blood. People are willing to do anything without ever doing the homework of like figuring out, like you know, what what are who is our actual enemy like they just want to see someone die and so many people died unnecessarily <laughs> that's the that's the cruel part again we were like high on our own we were like high on america right it's just it's a part like like we were like we're america nobody can mess with us that, that was i feel like the entire bush administration yeah. uh, you know the 90s was 
just pure consumerism, but but the 2000s gave way to just pure like rah 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 Americanism. Um, you know, you, you, it's funny. Bush was a baseball cheerleader. Um, that's that's a fact. He was a cheerleader in college, um, and he was the best cheerleader there was. I mean, he he that's, that's what his role was. It was always, you know, he was always there just pumping the troops up and and that that was his role um he was a passive party to all of this oh, yeah. he, he was great at being the the you know let's do the let's let's turn this pep talk into a pep rally type of guy like he he had that that bravado where he could walk into the locker room and really get the guys riled up like you know he can give that that speech that that like he was good at that. There are some guys who are really good at that. I played on I played on some sports teams, and you get the right guy who stands in front of the team and, and gets you fired up. Like it's something this there's like it's a skill, you know, and that's something that he was really good at. If I if he if he could have been a a, a wrestler, he would have been one of the heroes. Like he would have been like a, a, a Bret Hart uh, and a Macho Man Randy Savage and and. Uh, uh, Hogan type of character you know like he would have been he would have been that guy that you know the one-liners and you're ready to jump over like the rock you know like you smell what the like he's the type of guy like yeah (laughs) let's go like like that's the type of guy that 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 george bush bush is and you know that that's contagious and it's interesting because while he was that you know he was like this cowboy like right you know gunslinging like rah 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 type Everybody else in his administration were the nerdiest bureaucrats possible. Yeah. Like these are people that had, you know, we talk about how Trump's kind of an outsider administration, you know, getting all these weirdos from the alt right and, you know, like like just shameless grifters that he, <laughs> you know, he he knew over the years they're yes men. Um, the Bush administration was was a group of people with a plan. Right. You know. Um, yeah. It was actually a bunch of Steven Nugent's. <laughs> it was like it literally was. Yeah, they uh, they have guys in there that their sole goal was to sell these arms. Let's get let's get this. I got I got these military contracts, and I got all my buddies. I need to make sure they get paid. So we're about to drop some bombs. We want to. Oh, you want some missiles? Let's shoot some missiles. You want some Scud rockets? I got some Scud rockets for you. Like, hey, do you guys want to uh, sell more boots? Let's get some more boots on the ground over in Iraq. Like, hey, we we need we need uh, bigger Humvees. Let's let's order a ton of new Humvees and make sure we got to station them in random spots in the in the uh, the countryside. Like, like they were getting paid, paid in the shade by by using this war. They saw an opportunity. It's literally. What Naomi Klein calls disaster capitalism. Like it, this was the war machine part of it. This this was this is just taking advantage of a bad thing that happened. And he had a lot of those people already set up, just waiting for it, just waiting for this opportunity. And it's just it's gross. Right. I, I mean, and and this whole thing, it was this, this administration was literally the revenge of the lanyard wearers, you know. Um, <laughs> It was basically decades and decades of, of a theory, you know, putting all the hand, power in the hands of the presidency, um, you know, executing a, a war in Iraq that would give us a centrally located, uh, give us centrally located control of the Middle East. Um, and, and also executing uh, a draconian um surveillance network around the country Uh, and on top of that you know katrina like you said disaster capitalism um also right before 9-11 happened donald rumsfeld announced that they were privatizing large functions of the um pentagon (laughs) you know the day before he he walked into the office to announce that um And, you know, like, the way these military contractors work, they almost set up, like, an entire, like, 
program for the troops so they come in like oh yeah you, you know here's your facility it, it, like they there's just these and, and, they, and they outfit them with, with stuff right so they get they get it's like a, it's i hate to bring it back to sports but like with the um aau aau for sports if you're if you're whether you're good or not if you're a part of that program Nike comes in and they give you new shoes. Adidas comes in and you get new shorts. You, you get one. You want some headbands. You want this and that. Like, oh, these guys are going to take care of you, and they and they just that's how they keep themselves going. Um, so, like, that's how in the future you get things like Lockheed Martin and 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 um, and just all these other uh, military companies that that literally dig their tentacles in. And it just becomes part of it. Like, your suit is now going to be made from this company. That's how you get war. That's how you keep war going. It's really distressing that, you know, he's kind of been rehabilitated in a way. Um, yeah. You know, I, I remember just just growing up, like like the Patriot Act, the Iraq War. Those were literally the worst things that happened. I felt similarly about Bush at that time that I feel about Trump now, right. um, and for good reason. I, I mean, Obama didn't stop the war on terror. Um, he actually increased the drone war, which Trump has further increased. Um, you know, Bush started the Patriot Act, which Obama continued with PRISM, which, you know, I'm sure we are going to find out something crazy that Trump's been doing with, you know, warrantless wiretapping soon. I mean, that's the scary part about this. We don't even know the extent of how much we're being spied on. Um, but it all comes back that the world we live in now with all its problems with isis with, with you know instability in the middle east with rampant um with, with the economic collapse that happened in 2008 and the resulting you know further income inequality um the the complete destruction of social security the complete destruction of the Postal system happened during the Bush era. The Postal Accountability Act pa passed during his administration. Um, every single, everything we have can all come back to this administration or Reagan's. That's really what it comes down to. I mean, Reagan was started the guy in Colossal and all that, but Bush really ramped it up. Everything you've ever loved. Use all the pain that you felt in your life as a currency. Go out and trade it for blood. You are not you. You are now us. We are the only ones that you can trust. You'll become fear. They'll become dust. Before this moment, you didn't mean much. You are the smoldering vessel of punishment born to do nothing but justify us. Give us your empathy. We'll give you lust. Yes, you have all that, but you also have like some unique parts about him, like Abu Ghraib. Like just thinking about the amount of like the amount of terrorists, people that were thrown in there and tortured without habeas corpus. The one people who were there, that they just they they like literally anybody could just be picked up and thrown in thrown into Guantanamo Bay and right. without any due process will ever stay. There are guys there right now who have never seen a judge. Like it's yep. it, it's it's insane and, and you have to know that some of them are completely innocent their life is over. well like you think it was uh some of them have been there so long they're like they need to move them into like senior housing and like like nursing home status like it's such a crime against humanity like yeah. it is really one of the like that's really one of the greatest shames of this country that we did this yeah that, and, and we, you know we like we can talk about how obama didn't stop it Right. But once, like, anything that happens in government, once you start it, it's, it's difficult to stop. Exactly. You know, that's just how the, the game is played. And, you know, I think sometimes libertarians have a point in that sense um, about certain things. Yeah, well, look at look, look at Homeland Security. That's set up under the Bush administration. Homeland Security. Started that department. <laughs> exactly. And it, you started and, ICE. Exactly. And so, and they, those tentacles are dug in now, and it's entrenched we should not have ice but it's going to take a lot of energy and we should be using our energy for a lot of different things and the fact that we have to focus on something that didn't exist before 2001 like right like, man we had so many other hot obstacles to go through uh, so uh, 
I mean, and of course, of course, like we mentioned before, Hurricane Katrina. Like, that's another disaster that happened under his watch. And then we had the market crash. Like, yeah. like we have been trying to get rid of Social Security for such a long time. And we had a surplus when we went into the administration. And instead of saying, let's, pro- let's reinforce and protect these institutions that help people, we, we, said, we, we had two wars at once. <laughs> We have two wars at once, and we do give a give so a lot of Americans three thousand dollars or four hundred dollars. Right. We give them checks. We and got reelected. Like, that's helped them get a reelected, and it's like that was shameless, and yet you can see how it's very it has a veneer over it, which makes it hard to identify. And that's why when Trump does similar things, it just it's completely shameless. So like it just looks. It's just obvious. It's like that's what that's what I look at Trump. I'm like, he just said, you know what? Forget trying to be cute about it. Let's just do it. Let's see what happens. And so far, he hasn't been stopped. You, you know, it's interesting. Like, like Trump. I think Trump's like a, a very, 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 very dumb individual. I, <laughs> I truly think that he's just not like like it's not even that he's he's dumb. Like, I guess he's smart in certain areas. Yeah. Like in terms of like basically being an advertising buffoon, right? Like there's certain like he just does not care about anything intellectual. He just doesn't right. care about it. Doesn't care. He's gonna um, learn about the difference between she and she on day one. Yeah. Well, Bush's whole folksy demeanor was was a purposeful decision. Because uh, you hear him speak like uh, you can hear him speak at length about a number of subjects, and he he's you know he's not. Like the people made it sound like he was. It was surprising if he got through a sentence correctly, <laughs> you know. But manually man choked on a bagel and died. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> that one. But yeah, no, he, he he knew what he was doing. You know, he this whole his whole like 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 get her done thing yeah. was a purposeful yeah. way that this is literally like son of, of an American political dynasty. Yeah. Tried to seem like a common guy you could have a beer with. He's you know playing his playing his his uh he was playing his Teddy Roosevelt. You know? He's just Teddy Teddy was, you know, came from a rich family, thought like, you know, didn't grow up really tough and suddenly he hits the becomes a pioneer and changes his whole demeanor. Now he's now he's a man's man. And like, right. like, I know George Bush is was born rich. He was part of Skull and Bones. Like, he's not a cowboy, but he puts he puts on that 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 veil. I mean, he's from Texas, and he puts it he puts on that act, and it's now become like who he is. But, I mean, he was born in Connecticut. Well, there you go. Like, he's not even a Texas guy. His father was born in Massachusetts. You know. There you go, Mass. Like, like his grandfather was the senator from Connecticut. His, his father ran the CIA. His right. uh, his exactly. great grandfather was um, like an oil tycoon. <laughs> right. Um. You know, his brother was the governor of Florida. <laughs> like, um, no, exactly. But this guy, you know, this guy wasn't like some like like redneck right he literally it was a calculated move to seem like you know he was a texas cowboy like yeah. you know uh i mean he failed at every business venture. i mean ted ted cruz tries to do that by the way doesn't it does not work <laughs> no it doesn't work for ted cruz though Did, like bush would like take a chains like videos of him down at his ranch in crawford texas right right and take a chainsaw to, like trees and stuff like in like you know, he like he literally flew a fighter jet onto like that's like yeah, you really think was my goodness was he playing to the crowd. <laughs> like, like could you see Trump doing something like that? Uh, I could see Trump hurting himself doing something like that, so he won't do something like that. No, no, he can barely walk down and do you think that do you think Trump knows how to how to start start any no. lawn lawn uh machine? Like he has no. He can't start. He can't probably even start a car. He's like, "What is this fan dangled button?" Like a push to start. He'd be like, "I don't understand how Martha, 
<laughs> is the wind blowing more? Like, he would probably be like, this, what is what technology is this? <laughs> Push the start button. He has no idea. He's never driven a car in his life. He doesn't know how to start a car. He can't, he can't even turn, to, turn a key in the ignition. The guy is just not... Anyways, I don't want to go. Looking for M's like I lost a friend. Jump out of my bed like where the bread. You go hold the egg. Way to bring the check. When we talk, we collision the car. Keep us in your thoughts. Fully dressed at the crack of dawn. Weapons heading off. I can hear them from the block. See them creeping through the floor. Well, but yeah, even that's the whole that's the whole thing. The um the America we live in now is very much tied with everything Bush started. Right. Um, you know. Bush literally sat there at when the, the stock market crashed in 2008 and was like, oh, we need to bail out the banks, right. um, otherwise the entire economy is going to collapse. Right. And we did. Um, yep. You know. Um, but the other, you know, vampires that made up the administration are, are now literally the Lincoln Project. Right. Which, you know, what is their actual issue with Trump? Um. He's not able to be controlled. Well, I don't even think it's that. I think I think it's more that he's not competent in doing what they wanted to do. Right. Um, you know, it's not that Bush was incompetent in the sense of what they wanted to do. It's just what he wanted to do destroyed the country. Right. You, you know, um, but like it really was good for keeping these Arab countries in line. Um, you Sorry. know. Side question, just hold on to that thought for one second. Let me just ask you this. Do you think, would the Lincoln Project be here right now doing what they're doing against Trump if the tax breaks never came? Oh, absolutely not. Oh, 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 they absolutely. If the tax breaks never came? Yeah, like if they didn't get the tax breaks back in 2017, would the Lincoln Project be going after Trump as hard as they are? Or do they could do they think that because I believe that they well, were, I think, that I, think I think it would have come sooner. You, you know, they would have they would have been more like you would have seen them coming after Trump in the midterms too. Right. So you think that because he did it, they they dragged they waited and now they're Yeah, I, I mean I think that's what that's really I mean now they're trying to push cutting social security, but right. Um, I think they're kind of hoping that maybe they might be able to get something from a Biden administration. Right. To see these same people that pushed us getting involved in two wars, yep. um, pushed us to really, uh, and that's the thing, Bush wasn't really much of a culture warrior. Right. Um, he was a culture warrior in the sense that, that you were a sissy if you didn't support the Iraq war. But you really, you didn't hear him talking too much about gay marriage as much. Um, you didn't hear him talking about immigration. He actually passed immigration reform. Um, but he also messed that up, too, because, you know, you hear the Trump ads talking about different Democrats that supported the border wall. Right. Defense or whatever. Yeah. And that was the whole point was the other side of that compromise was that Bush was supposed to make it easier to immigrate. here. Right. Which he never did. I mean, he also supported the guest worker program, which. Yeah. You know, like you'd never see a uh, Republican supporting now. Oh um, I can't imagine what the Republicans would support. That would be anything pro-immigration. Yeah. So it, it was in some ways it's a, it, it was a very different kind of Republican administration. It was more globalist than nationalist, I guess you could say. Um, but it was very much America first. Right. Um, the okay. entire point was to sort of create this long-lasting American empire they had its fingers and everything still. Um, and, and just, do you remember the axis of evil? Yeah, of course. Like, yeah. like you break that down for more than two seconds because it was, um, what was it? It was North Korea. Russia. No, it was, it was North Korea, Iran, oh. and Iraq. That was it? That was the oh, axis. So, I, so we have it. We hadn't included Russia or China at this point. Yes. Okay. You're right. It was. Uh, it was just Iran. Yeah. It was. He. He. You know. They came up with it, and you just think of it like, like literally. Yeah. It was Iran, Iraq, and North Korea. Uh -huh. uh, he talked about it in one of his speeches. Um, 
in one of the state of the union addresses which makes yeah. sense because all three of those first of all iran and iran literally hate each other exactly ideologically like 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 so at the time saddam hussein and, and had been in a war with iran yep. um north korea was a hermit nation like, right like so they include them as sort of some kind of grouping was ridiculous but it, it worked to great effect because he was just basically playing off the idea like hey the muslims came after us on 9 11. Um, yep. it was just a suspension sort of of, of disbelief in, in utilizing america's trauma from 9 11 to accomplish the goals of these these lamb you're wearing uh vampires that made up his administration unfortunately obama didn't do enough to combat it i think it was Obama went. Obama went ahead and went to take out Libya. Take out the Libyan president, like Gaddafi. Like it didn't stop. Like he went into Libya. Like and right. he, he increased drone strikes. Like they had Doctors Without Borders. How many times were they were they bombed? Like no. When it comes to dropping bombs on other countries, no, Obama's just right there with with Bush. Like yeah. they, they did it, and they did it. They could have done it with a lot more precision, and they didn't. Uh, uh, yeah, unfortunately. A lot of collateral damage. And, and that's, that's the whole thing is, like, I feel like the Lincoln Project just paints Trump as incompetent. Right. Like, that's their biggest issue. Yep. Um, it's they, not hey, like... Hey, listen, from 2001 till now, um, we, we have over 500,000 people dead. And Lincoln Project is like, if Trump was only competent, we would have been able to add another hundred or forty thousand to it. But instead, he's so incompetent that we lost one hundred and seventy-three thousand people in America over COVID nineteen. Come on, guy, kill the right people. Like that's like that's kind of what they're thinking. <laughs> right. Oh, it's so frustrating. And that's who we're like we're we're giving our time to. Because somehow they they are the sensible ones. Because Henry Kissinger and that type of mindset is like, like and and there's the thing like like all these people like Colin Powell speaking at the Democratic National Convention. Yep. Which you know I I don't know why we we're surprised that he's endorsing Democrats now. I don't right. think he supported a single Republican for president since since 2008. <laughs> He supported a Democrat for president every time since. He, he learned a little bit about about race in America. <laughs> he, he's been a distinguished gentleman for a long, long time. And he thought he was above the fray. And then he became uh, secretary in a, a, in a Bush administration. He thought all the Republicans would be on my side. And then he was reasonable and they wanted to eat him alive. Like, I think you're still kind of like, you know what? This sucks. <laughs> like, like, what about this weird? Like, you guys suck. What about this point where we, we like, are relying upon John Bolton? Like, oh, Lord. Like, you know, we're like, like, oh, my God, John Bolton's going to save the country by, by talking. <laughs> like, said that a few years ago. It will be, it will be on the same wavelength of saying, all right, I got to tell you, we're going to need uh, Roger Stone to tell the truth today. Like this is a guy who literally pushed the Iraq war. Yeah. Knowing full well there was no weapons of mass destruction. No knowing full well that that Saddam was following the I I was it IOC? Uh uh what what I forget what they're called, the International Committee, whatever. Yeah. Um, making sure that they're doing the right testing. Like they kept going in, they're like, ah, we got you. And they're like Crap, there's nothing to be found. Well, there's the other thing, like, like Saddam Hussein was a, a, a butcher. He was a murderer. Oh, oh, he was a terrible human being. I have a story, which, again, we're getting these things filtered through America, so who knows if they're actually, like, 100% and not done. Uh, but he was throwing people in, in uh, uh, industrial-sized uh, paper shredders. Like, that is, like, unreal. Unreal. Like he was throwing people like headfirst into paper shredders. Like that guy was bad. So there's no there's there's but you know you gotta go through Congress, you have to do the right you have to do the right go by the right way. 
and you have to think these things out. And we're just like, uh, bad guy, a good excuse. Let's just drop bombs. Like, and then let's put him in a hole and then we'll drag him out. Like, I don't know. I feel if we just did it the right way, I think we'd have less of an issue, especially as progressives. Right. But because we don't want, we don't want people doing that type of stuff, but well, we have a constitution for a reason and yes, they got, they got the entire Senate except for one person to vote along uh, to go into these countries. But like, we're, it's just, it was bloodlust. It wasn't based off of fact. The whole throw the whole thing out, and the people who knew that it wasn't based on fact are the people like John Bolton, who should be a, who should be tried for war crimes. Period. Like you knowingly knew that you were going to put people's lives not even at risk, but you were going to kill people based off of lies. Like that. There's so many things in that Bush administration that I look back and I say, man, that's unforgivable. And we just do it. We just forget about it because we're yeah, right. Because he, well, he 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 paints now. Right, he paints, and he and him and uh, him and Michelle Obama they sing together. You know, he holds her he holds her hand. Like so. Well, what about that, that that funny poncho moment though? The poncho moment. Yeah, at the oh, well, he couldn't figure out how to get it on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's that. Um, in closing. Bush had that mission accomplished banner to signify the end of the Iraq war, but the real accomplishment he had was moving the country in the direction of neoconservatism that hasn't recovered from. It might not have been his own design for that, but I know it was designed for the people in the background, people in his staff. So yeah, Mm -hmm. it's mission accomplished for doing that part. Uh, it's it's funny because you know the Tea Party movement kind of rose out of a reaction to Bush in a lot of ways, um, in his I guess then failed brand. But you know we've we exist in a world that's that's much more his design than anything else. Yeah, you know we we haven't come back from it. Um, you know, the whole idea of of not having a bloated military budget and not having a, I mean, even the idea of undoing ICE, which he did, is now, you know, considered a crazy lefty radical thing. Right. Um, so, yeah. It would really take a big push by progressives in order to have that become a... Well, well any of these things. Every, yeah. Like think about that. Like we're so far removed from where we were, because these because the regular the Democrats of that day and today didn't see it as being that big of a deal. You know that's that's a sad part about it. So there's no real opposition right. to things like militarism. Yeah. Well, it's it's the it's the incompetent. It's the idea of competent militarism. Right. You know, like remember when Trump sent those missiles into at al-Assad in Syria. Yeah. And now the news were like, this is the day he became president. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Doing something that was so freaking reckless, even if it was like semi-planned out, is so reckless to drop bombs on another country and they give their air their airspace and their airfield. Like that is just it's a big deal. <laughs> it should be a major, major, major deal. Like that is a you know, crossing a Rubicon, but no, something doesn't ever seem to have touched Trump. But like that whole, that whole point that we're at right now, where Trump can get away with that, yeah, it comes from the reluctance of Democrats to stand up to people like Bush, you know, that type of mindset. Again, back to the militarism, they don't see it as a problem. They just see it as part of an imperial America. Like, why? Right. Why is that? Well, we're, how, how, why are we being the locusts? Like, we shouldn't be, we should not be America's, we shouldn't be the world's police, but we sure as heck shouldn't be the world's, like, borderline terrorists. I know that sounds really, like, like, huge to say, but 
we're cre we're creating terrorists every time we drop a bomb on some innocent family you're creating people who say f america we're coming after you like we're we're doing that in venezuela we're doing that in 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 africa we're doing it all over this freaking country all over this globe because we have this it's not even a bloodlust anymore it's just it's just just it's just part of business like that sucks and that comes from that comes from bush like ignorant, internet, domain imminent We the preeminent, feeling it, winning it Spitting it, spreading raw rap shit, rhyme ridiculous Enemy grave, he digging it, then we pissing it Us go to hell, we bending it, getting it I'll end with this My favorite Bushism Yes Of all time, because there's so many there's a, there's a time he said make the pie higher there's a time he talked about people putting food on their families there's a time he, he said that too many uh too many doctors can't practice too many OBGYNs can't practice their love with women across the country oh he said, wow he said that like he he just didn't know what OBGYN was i right, know he had no idea but that was just right. Practice their love. But my absolute favorite was when he was talking about a new environmental bill that passed. And he said, the human being and the fish will coexist peacefully. Wow. Just, Finally. <laughs> after all these years. <laughs> then there's the, other time, there's the other time when he was in the middle of golfing and they asked something about the Iraq war. He's oh, like, yeah. Uh, he's like, he's, he gets very stern. He's like, I asked all free nations to help us in this effort. All nations help fight this evil. No, no watch us drive. <laughs> the dude just didn't care. He didn't care at all. He like, he just, you know. Oh, man. If there's, he's one of those guys that, man, when I'm walking him into the, the international war, war crimes court, I'm like, man, you were you were fucking fun. <laughs> now go go in front of this truck. Honestly, tribe. like he should have doing painting, he could have gotten a role on Jackass. Like I could see him. <laughs> yep, exactly. If you have a special guest. And we got George Bush. <laughs> Watch me put these toads in my pants. Like right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But anyway, no, so to end the night. Friends don't let their friends rehabilitate George Bush. That's right. Amen to that. Have a great night, everybody. Yeah. Or today, or whenever you're listening to this. Run, 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 run. Hey. Throwing no rolls. He guys with a bad dream, better not sleep. Take a nose, don't do some flow.